of Worship, your source for commentary and discussion on worship, theology, and culture. I'm your host, Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Hello, good day to you, and welcome to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones, and today I'm going to be discussing an issue that um, I think several people have probably thought about, but uh, most people don't take the time to really talk about this, and um, it's something that you see in Scripture, and when you read this in this passage in Scripture, it's from John 14, 12, you kind of are taken back and, and wondering, uh, what does Jesus mean? Jesus says in John 14, 12, that his people will be able to do even greater things than him. And there are various interpretations that surround this statement. And so being careful not to misinterpret or to misrepresent what Jesus says, I think it's, it's important that believers understand the possibilities of what he means. And I think there are two primary meanings behind Jesus' words in this passage in John chapter 14, and we need to carefully consider these words and what he means when we deal with the church's work. There are a lot of false prophets out there, a lot of false preachers that take what Jesus said or what Paul said or something in scripture and twist it to mean something else. This is where the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel has come from. They have twisted scripture. In fact, you really don't even have to twist scripture. Uh, You just flat out lie to say that become a Christian and and you'll get money or or things will get better or you'll never be sick or something like that. Uh, But we need to be careful with these words. I'll give you an example. Um, When Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, there are many people who misinterpret that. You see it on t-shirts, you see it on bumper stickers. It is misrepresented. You know, people get the idea that, well, Christ strengthens me so I can jump off this building and fly. Uh, that's not the case. It's, it doesn't mean that you can do anything you set your mind to. It almost becomes sort of a, a motivational speaker type uh, slogan. And that's not at all what it is. What Paul is saying is that um, basically... You can face suffering because of Christ's strength, not because of your own. So it has nothing to do with, because Christ strengthens me, I can get rich or I can win the championship or something like that. It is, you can face the trials that are guaranteed to come. And so let's look at what Jesus possibly meant here in John chapter 14, 12, when he says that you will do even greater things than me. I mean, this this is perplexing. Jesus is God. He's the son of God. Yes, he is God in the flesh, but he is God nonetheless. So what does he mean? I think the first possibility is that he means greater by volume. One interpretation of Jesus' words suggests that he means in volume. In other words, the number of people reached with the gospel. And consider the incredible advances that modern generations have compared to those during Jesus' earthly ministry. With the invention and the advances of the web, swift travel, I mean, you get on a plane, you can go overseas. Television, radio, other mass communication devices, social media, God's people can reach more people than any point in human history. And certainly, Jesus impacted the world more than any other figure in history. 
But the church now has the capability to exceed the number of people even Jesus reached during his earthly ministry. And in that regard, it makes sense that Jesus would suggest that his people would do even greater things than him. So perhaps he does mean greater by volume. Let's look at another possibility. Maybe he means greater participation in the spirit. And this is a very important one. Prior to Pentecost, uh, by the way, Pentecost is next Sunday. Today is Ascension Sunday. If you're looking at, um, in relation to the resurrection, uh, Thursday was Ascension Day. Jesus ascended to heaven from his earthly role 40 days after he was resurrected, and then 10 days after that, 50 days, hence Penta, that's the day of Pentecost. And that's when the Holy Spirit was freely poured out on believers. But prior to Pentecost, believers did not have the free outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In other words, while surely the Spirit existed, in other words, the, the Spirit was not absent, he was not freely given to God's people as he has been since Pentecost. And believers now have the full capacity of the Holy Spirit poured upon them. Additionally, God the Spirit... Now think about this. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm careful... Not to reference the Holy Spirit as an it. The Holy Spirit is a he. He is a person. He is God. Equal to the Father and the Son. Okay, hear me on that. It is important that we realize that. But the Holy Spirit, God the Spirit, indwells the hearts of his people. And so on that first birthday of the church, the day of Pentecost, God richly poured himself upon his people and... He has indwelled the hearts of believers since that time. So we need to realize that prior to Jesus' earthly ministry, prior to Pentecost, that didn't happen. Christians now participate in an even greater manner than the followers of Christ during his earthly ministry. And it's not that participation in the Spirit didn't exist during Jesus' earthly dwelling, because Jesus certainly participated in the Spirit. But the, fulfill, the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit dwelling among his people had not yet occurred until Pentecost. And so Christians now participate fully in the Spirit as the people of God rather than in a manner that was seemingly held back from full employment. And in this way, the church can do greater things than not only the followers of Jesus during his earthly ministry, but Jesus himself. And not only... Not No longer do God's people have to come before priests to approach the throne of God. Okay, think about that. Prior to Christ, people approached God the Father through a priest. Jesus is now our high priest, and they can come directly to him as priests themselves. And so this type of participation in the Holy Spirit, this type of participation with God is vastly different even from those in Jesus' own ministry. And because of this access and this participation in the Spirit, the church can accomplish even greater things than Jesus himself did. I contend that what Jesus is saying in John 14 is he is saying that in the future, uh, after he is gone, possibly our day even, the access to the gospel will be so much greater. And it is. We have the completion, the complete canon of the Word of God in the Bible. 
You can buy it on just about any bookshelf, any store. They're going to sell the Bible. And maybe this isn't true in non-Western cultures in many countries where there's uh, mass persecution of Christians. But because of these resources, we can reach far more people because of these resources and because of our greater participation in the Spirit, we can reach far more people. And so perhaps Jesus is referring to the work that the church will do. Maybe he's not talking about raising people from the dead. Although there are there are stories, which I believe, of that happening. <laughs> rare, very rare, but it has happened. There are, there are uh, healings, incredible healings that have happened. That, that does happen. Don't think that God has done working miracles. But perhaps he's not talking about turning water into wine or walking on water or those sorts of things. Maybe he is talking about the work that the church does in spreading the gospel will be far greater. But here's the thing. Greater things that he's talking about, these exist because of the greater one. And doing greater things does not mean being greater. Jesus is still the greatest and will always be the greatest because he is God. And while the capacity to reach people with the gospel has greatly increased since Jesus' earthly ministry, the only reason that God's people have such access is because of Jesus. It is because of him and through him. So while the church can accomplish greater things, it's because of the one who is greater, namely Jesus Christ. And no matter what we do for the glory of Christ, we, may, we should never forget that it's all because of him. Any good that comes from our lives should be returned as praise to the one who is worthy, the only one worthy. And so we need to give thanks to God for the honor of sharing in his story by participating with him in his work. So perhaps this is what Jesus meant. Either way, we need to realize that the greater things does not mean we are greater, but we serve the one who is greater. I hope this has been encouraging and helpful to you as you have listened today. So I want to thank you for listening to the Act of Worship podcast. This is Dr. Jonathan Michael Jones. Today,